if something falls on my head, like, <laughs> you don't even understand. <laughs> Coming to you live from inside the closet. <laughs> from my four by four closet. San Francisco, let's go. <laughs> we should totally say that. <laughs> Well, hello everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Brownie Buds Show. I'm Vishaka. And I'm Rajvi. And we are really, really excited to take a bite into another week of delicious and sometimes bittersweet conversations about our interests and experiences as two brownies. Today, we will be talking about a topic that Rajvi knows about, but she doesn't know the title of the episode yet, because you might notice that we are trying to be a little creative with our titles to incorporate puns into them because we're really punny, and it is the Brownie Bites show after all. So the title is Basie Values and Pie Deals in an Increasingly Westernized World. I love it. Oh my God. Get it? High deals. <laughs> Dude, it only took me two hours to come up with it. I bet I bet you were thinking really hard. <laughs> like... I was thinking really hard. <laughs> Completely distracted from my work obligations, but that's okay. Sorry, boss. Not sorry. Actually, my boss is probably going to be listening to this episode. Say something nice. Uh, <laughs> Tim, you're a really great boss. Like, you're the coolest one yet. Dude, he sends me gifts all the time. Oh, like, that, that's how you know. My boss sends me gifts whenever I have to do, like, a big project or something. And it's always so much fun. It's always office-related, and I oh, love really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, you have a cool boss, too, then. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to cool bosses everywhere. Yes. Keeping a girl paid. And happy. <laughs> yes, very happy. Sugar daddies are also capable of that, but let's not go there. You know, let's go there for a second. No, I'm joking. Don't go there. (laughs) Sorry, mom and dad. (laughs) Sorry, mom and dad. We're supposed to be talking about Indian institutions today, South Asian institutions, but... Our values just went out the door, did it not? I feel like people are going to start believing how South Asian and cultured we actually are. But we are. Yeah, it's true. It's it's very true. It's surprising sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we just know how to have a balance, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is a topic that I am really passionate about. It's something that I think about a lot because I want to have a family someday. Um, if I do end up having kids, now that, that's a whole different topic but if I end up having kids um, I would love to pass on some of the institutions that I grew up with as a South Asian Um, and I think my parents did such a great job of balancing two different cultures and bringing me up in a society where I was able to go to school without feeling judged for my culture. Although I did have a few experiences as a kid where, you know, like I remember being on the school bus once and a guy uh, looked at my nails and are like, ew, why do you have yellow nails? Because I had curry stains on them. And like, that made me feel so sad. But I mean, that was one of very few uh, occurrences like that. I think overall, Um, I've been very proud of where I come from, my heritage background, um, but also have picked up so much of the westernized culture that we live in. And so um, it's really about just balancing the two and finding what's important for you. Yeah, definitely. I think I have similar experiences. Um, I remember growing up predominantly in a non-Indian area. I live in Jersey now, but um, I grew up in um, near Queens, Long Island area. So um, it was different. It was very different. Um, I did have some Desi aspects. Um, Majority of my friends were Guyanese, so I did have that. But 
um other than that mm-hmm. i don't think i yeah i know right it's it, it was an interesting like culture shock i've never heard of like guyana before i moved to um long island which is so bad of me but like i was also really young um but i think dude i hadn't heard of guyana until i watched that show indian matchmaking with oh, the guy really? girl <laughs> Yeah, no, it's so I feel way I, less cultured. <laughs> I was I was so shocked. I was like, wow, there's like an Indian um uh, well, they're Guyanese, but they have a uh, very desi um should I say desi or South Asian uh they have a South Asian background. So, you know, their cultures, mm-hmm. their religion, some of them some of their religions also match our values and cultures and things like that so it was it was so cool to like experience that in um a different from the caribbean aspect (laughs) it was really cool um totally but i then i moved to jersey and and also side note we were both born in india right so we have that background Mm -hmm. of being born in india moving here and having to learn an entire different culture um, and having to adapt. I don't know about you, but my first language was uh, Gujarati and Hindi. And I don't, mm. I started learning English when I was walking around with my dad um, to like different stores around our neighborhood and things like that. So <laughs> I think that was a crazy wow. thing. And now, yeah, I, I, that was my first experience of English. That is really interesting because for me, I was born in India, but uh, my parents brought me here when I was two years old. So I was just starting to, you know, get acquainted with languages and being brought up when at that time. And so uh, they raised me bilingual, uh, Hindi and English speaking household. And so um I kind of learned both of them at the same time, which really helped, I think. Um, And so I was being brought up in two different cultures at the same time versus I think for you, it was probably a little bit more challenging because you were raised in India for some time and then suddenly thrown into this very westernized, completely different uh, environment. Yeah, so... Um, I did my school, I did my, I guess, pre-kindergarten in India, and um, it was different. It was definitely different. I remember having my little brown uniform, and one day I had to um, uproot everything, move to America because my dad lived here, um, and I had to adapt to a different, entire different culture um, altogether, I remember having to go into kindergarten my first day, and I was so scared. And I thought this was the funniest thing. I thought the Pledge of Allegiance was like a religious prayer or something, and I didn't know if I should do it or not. So I didn't do it the first day because I wasn't sure, and I felt so odd because I was like, I was the only person that didn't know all the words, and um, I felt weird not like it was a pledge of allegiance to the american flag and i was still like still learning about like just being in india mm-hmm. because i just was born and by 5 i was moving here so it was crazy it was this whole upturn of events <laughs> yeah and like you're still forming your identity at that point i mean i feel like mm-hmm. even to this day i am still trying to understand what values do I actually identify with and what actually constitutes my my background because I feel very stuck between two different cultures and I try my best to embrace both of them um the aspects that I love the most about each but sometimes I feel like there's just this gray area where I don't know where I stand on certain things so I totally feel that. So today I want uh, brought a list of some of the things that I was raised with, some of the foundations and ideals my parents um, 
instilled in me to respect. And I think these are very common South Asian cultural norms. And so I'm sure a lot of listeners will um, relate to this. I know you are probably going to resonate with a lot of this too, because I feel like we both had a very, very similar upbringing. Um, so I thought we would take the time to um, go through each of these and kind of discuss what we think of all of them and whether we would apply them to our current Western, more Western lifestyles. And if these are institutions that we would hold on to for the long term. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And by the way, for anyone that thinks that we are ABCDs, mm -hmm. American-born confused babies, that is not the case. I feel like that is a term people have been coining on me for as long as I know. Really? Ugh. Yes. It's so frustrating because, first of all, I was not born here. Neither were you. Mm -hmm. So we are not ABCD just by pure definition. But also... I feel like the confused Desi part of that is attributed with um, South Asians in the United States or in Western cultures, not really understanding their roots or knowing where they come from. But I hope after this conversation, people will understand how much individuals like us really respect our culture and where we come from. Yeah, for me, being Indian is not only my um ethnicity it's sort of my identity and it's incorporated into my american identity as well because i've grown up here majority of my life i know america more than i know india i i actually haven't gone back since i was eight years old so i can't i, I can't even tell you anything about being in india i've never been there um as far as you know Mm -hmm. my adult life um hopefully one day but um so i don't really I, I don't see myself as very indian but i do see myself as indian enough that i fluently speak gujarati i make sure that i follow a lot of traditions that are um that my family has passed down for generations um i um i used to be religious um recently not so much and it's been sort of a uh, internal struggle but that's sort of just something that i've um been trying to explore as much as possible yeah. um and i think i've just i think i've just got realized that i'm more spiritual than i am religious and i don't think um that takes away from being indian or that takes away from being um you know uh south asian in america and it doesn't it doesn't at all like make me a confused daisy but it definitely makes me a little curious daisy so i'm gonna change that to um uh curious daisy because i want to learn more and i want to know more about india and i want to be more um you know able to pass it down to my kids one day absolutely i agree with that wholeheartedly so let's get into the list um so first one is treat elders with respect and take care of them. And I mean, this is something that my parents have constantly told me throughout my childhood. Uh, I wasn't allowed to talk back at all. I couldn't, um, you know, disrespect them in any way or even my grandparents. I need to sh show the utmost love and respect toward them and i think you know a really good example of how much we hold this as an institution is the sheer fact of people don't really send uh elderly folks in our culture to old age homes that's just mm -hmm. kind of considered a really bad thing almost a sin and so um when i kind of got acquainted with that part of the American culture, it made me feel a little uncomfortable that why would um, folks send their parents or their grandparents off to old age homes? It, it's not something that I had ever seen growing up or within my culture. So um, 
that's something that I think I would hold on to for a very long time as well. Mm -hmm. I I would want my parents to live with me forever. I don't care. I agree. Um, The whole respecting your elders thing comes from a lot of tradition. Like there's a lot of respect, not just for um, elders, but for for each other. Personally, with the um, respecting the elders um, as a cultural thing for us, it's a little like, I have a hard time understanding it because for me, I firmly believe that respect, you have to respect everyone, but they have to earn your respect, you know? So, um, I mean, I'm sorry to say there are some adults that I don't respect and that's okay. I think people in general are not all, you know, all good all the time. So, and it's kind of a thing for me that I want, I want to earn someone's respect. So I don't think... I don't think personally I believe in the whole, um, like, if they're an elder, then they are to be respected. I mean, obviously, I do respect my parents. I respect my um, aunts, uncles, my, um, you know, older family members. But there is also a mutual aspect to it. I don't respect someone that doesn't respect me back or that doesn't deserve my respect. Um, And then there's also this thing in our culture where it's, you sort of... Have you ever heard of the um, the saying where it's, um, I can't say it in Hindi or like in Sanskrit, but it's like, uh, guests are uh, God. Like you have to treat your guests like God because when they come over to your house, like you have to give them respect, treat them as, you know, God and stuff like that. I don't know uh, if that's a, a something, something weird. I don't think it's like particularly God, but like... I can translate that in Hindi, but I don't know if that's yeah. exactly what it's you're like, looking for. Mehman, Bhagwan, yeah. or something. It should be something. Yeah, like something that. like that. And then it's like Atiti Devam Bhavam or something like that. It was I, I can't pronounce it. I'm really bad at Sanskrit, so I don't even know. But um, it's it's instilled in us that we are supposed to respect everyone. Um, but you kind of start questioning that. I don't know if it's just me. But I sort of question it a little where it's like, do I do I respect this person just because I have to or just because I respect them personally? Um, I don't know if it's it's something cultural, but yeah, no, I think you raise a really good point. I, I for me, like I I start off with a clean slate no matter who I'm interacting with. And so they get my respect and I do expect the same return in return. But if they do something that I don't like, or I don't appreciate, or I don't respect, then they will lose my respect. And, um, you know, I have experienced, or I have dealt with that over a number of different circumstances, even with adults. Um, like, You know, in our culture, I think there's a lot of aunties and uncles out there that are very critical of um, certain things. Like my mom has had to deal with judgment from others because she didn't have a son. And so when she's had, she's had to answer back to those and stand up for herself and I will be the person to go into those conversations and stick up for her as well and make them understand like that should not be an expectation of society. And so that can sometimes be taken as I'm not respecting them, even though they're older than me. It doesn't matter. You know, that to me, that is a really disrespectful, hurtful comment to her, to me, to women in general. And so I, I kind of agree with you. It is very situational based. I try my best to respect people just naturally, but that can be lost. And so it should be earned. It's very unfortunate. I think uh, a lot of people, we have a culture that is so based on respect, yet people are so critical and judgmental and not nice to each other. There's so much mm-hmm. gossip. So how, how would they, you know, it doesn't feel right for them to expect respect. Yeah, agreed. Expect respect. Respect my respect, <laughs> sir. 
All right, let's move on. Number two, take your shoes off before entering a Desi household. Um, I'd say for me, this I hold this one in pretty high regard. And I think the foundation for this is you don't want to bring filth into mm -hmm. the home. I actually, during the pandemic, was, well, I was living with my parents, but before that, which was part of the pandemic, I was living with two Caucasian girls. And of course, this isn't part of their ideals or norms. And so they would bring their shoes into the home all the time. One of my roommates, she would even put her shoes on the counter, which made me freak out like how can you do that the kitchen counter where you oh, the kitchen like, counter? you're bringing the kitchen freaking counter oh, shit. <laughs> so this is that is a no-no for me mm -hmm. period you i just i respect this item going back to respect mm -hmm. a lot i don't know what do you think yeah i mean we respect our homes we want to keep them clean we want to uh, make sure that we don't make it filthy um <laughs> i hate saying that word now <laughs> <laughs> no, but, dirty like, it's <laughs> it's just that if you think about it in and back then when these traditions are made i know that there was a lot of traditions that i remember um I don't know if they're called traditions per se or they're more like cautionary tales or something like that where it's like did you ever have that where if you were swinging your legs they said that your mom would be sick or something like that and my mom would tell me that she's like holy shit yeah don't don't swing your legs um otherwise your mom's gonna get sick or or that thing or like in american culture too there's also culture um they're an american um I don't know what do you call it but there's a thing where you can't step on like don't value. step on a, i don't know if it's value it's more like a oh superstition superstition where it's like don't step on a, a crack or break your brother's back or something like that but oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but i was told all these things and they're they are all sort of ways to like teach us to behave i guess um and those sort of turn into traditions um, because they sort of start becoming instilled in us. Like, if you think about it, we don't step on books <laughs> or um, if we step on paper oh, yeah. or um, we don't put step on money. Oh, my God, that's a big no, no. Um, and it's it's because these all of these things, all inanimate objects for us have a value that is far beyond just what it is um i know books are education and we should respect education mm -hmm. uh, money is well money and we should respect money because uh, wealth is something that we all strive for uh, not in a greedy way but you know we we want wealth and stability um so all of these things are sort of our way of um being respectful towards inanimate objects and because we're respectful to those things we sort of hold them in a higher regard and they're not just inanimate objects at that point they are valued items and putting that value into items sort of gives us this um importance like it, it's an important thing it's you know education is important wealth is yep. important um respect is important so you wouldn't step on any of those things. It's just, it's rude. So I guess that's sort of a way of getting into that. You know, there's always something that comes out of it. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have put it that any different way. Those are all great, great things that go hand in hand with taking your shoes off before entering home. Mm -hmm. um, the third item on the list is offering water to guests or anyone that enters your home. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you go first on this one if you want. Yeah. Um, so this actually goes back to when we were what we were talking about earlier with um, respecting your elders. When guests come over, they're sort of they're given godliness, like they're you know given God standards. We should we should respect them as if they were God. Um, 
always not true <laughs> again respect is earned but um <laughs> we, <laughs> we also have to treat our neighbors our fellow human beings with respect and you know courtesy I know I always used to get yelled at for you know not not being a good hostess early on and I was a little kid and I was you know um get uncle water Rajvi or get auntie some water or make some chai for auntie make some chai for uncle and I guess that's something that we're just so used to I don't even think about it anymore and it's it's become oh they come over oh if someone new is coming over we give them you know a tray full of water I always feel so like like I don't know. It's like there's one of those things that are just awkward, but they're not supposed to be awkward. <laughs> We're just trying to hand them water. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, here's the water, uncle and auntie, <laughs> shaking the tray. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's like one of those things. I feel you. Oh, gosh. So my roommate, Srishti, and her brother, Parth, put me to shame every single time my parents come over to visit because they quickly jump on the fact that uncle auntie do you guys want water and and it's not even a question like they'll have the water in their hands serving them do you want water and I will take my time like my parents come in I'm chilling on the couch you know it's more of like they can help themselves and I don't mind that at all but that's one of the things that I love about our culture that you know you should do that when someone comes in but for some reason that hasn't been totally ingrained in me and it's it's something I'm trying to remind myself more and more now that I should do that it's just part of being a good host Mm -hmm. but um yeah I'm I guess I'm learning from the bus but (laughs) it it is a good thing I think um growing up I had a ton of American friends and they going to their homes it was just like a free-for-all open the fridge grab whatever you want like nobody's asking you you can totally just Mm -hmm. treat it as your home and so that's a little bit of a different dynamic I guess yeah I remember um in college this is not college actually um two three years ago when I was living with my um old roommate her parents had come over um one day and she wasn't there actually and I I don't know I just they were driving a long way so I assumed I don't I don't know if it was something that it just sort of came to me that I I should probably cook them food they're going to be coming late so I I made chole like I made chole and rice and a full-on Indian feast just to make you know like I was like maybe they might be tired they probably don't want to have American food and I don't want them to go out um again this was someone that I have never met their parents before her parents before she wasn't there this was going to be the first time meeting them so I was I don't know I just felt like I should do it and I did it and I was glad I did it because they were hungry and you know they were appreciative of that so I think that's that's also something that's in our tradition where we're just like we don't we don't think too much about it we're like they're gonna be hungry they're gonna need food we're just gonna make it and we're gonna accommodate to them and it's that goes back to respecting elders and you know respecting um your neighbor your you know fellow human beings yeah oh that's so nice and you cook really well by the way so i'm not even surprised by that (laughs) i'm craving joy thank you thank you it is dinner time here. I'll make you some. <laughs> Yay! Chole bature. That is a good segue into the next one, which, well, mm-hmm. kind of. Shower in the morning before eating. Oh, and mm-hmm. I am guilty of this. I don't really do it anymore. I used to growing up. Oh, I definitely did. Like, especially going back to India to visit my grandparents, I would feel the judgment from them if I was sitting at the breakfast table and still in my pajamas. So, um, yeah, that is a huge difference from the culture here in the Western world, but it's nice. It's a way of just getting your morning started. You're fresh, you're ready to start the day, and, and you're clean. What do you think? So this whole idea, so I, the funny thing is I didn't start doing that until 
after I came back from college because my dad started and like really enforcing it in our house um and he's he's the main reason why we do most of our traditional um things because he he's very he's not old-fashioned but he's very um rooted and he wants us to be rooted as well and not just understand not just do it blindly but understand the value of it um me and my brother are notorious for not listening <laughs> um, because we all have our own needs. Like um, both of us want to go work out in the morning and then sh- then eat before we shower, which is probably not a good thing. But, you know, th- like circumstances happen, life happens, and you don't want to always follow the, follow the rules because it's inconvenient to you. But that being said, I have really, really tried to constantly keep the, uphold that rule. That one rule is to take a shower before I eat and I didn't actually know that that was a universal thing like I didn't know that that was every like that was a traditional thing um up until you brought it up Mm. but um yeah and then I don't I make sure that before after I shower um to you know just quickly go and uh pay respects to God and stuff and again I'm not religious but I think it's just instilled in me so (laughs) I don't know if it's if it's just something that just I'm, you know, it's, I don't know if it's just culturally in you me. You kind of just do it out of habit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess it's a good habit. It's like, Habits are good when they're, they mean well. Like if they're, if they mean well and then it just makes you a better human being, I don't think it's their problem with it. So I definitely started showering before I eat. I make sure I, um, really stay by it I don't even have like the only thing I have in the morning is coffee and other than that and I can't live without coffee if you know me (laughs) I cannot live without coffee so that's where I draw the line but other than that every single time before I sit down and eat anything I have to take a shower that is really good yeah I'm trying to get better about it but I don't know if I'm quite there yet but it's okay it's one of those things that I love it when people do it, um, and Srishti is so good about that, and I'm like, you know what, she showered for me today, it's okay, I, I can eat. <laughs> she but, showered for me. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> she is really good about it. All right, um, next one is a little bit silly, but IST, Indian Standard Time. So... This is, for those that don't know, and I'm sure most people will know what IST is, it is okay to show up fashionably late to work, to any kind of event, a wedding, party, whatever it may be. And that's sort of the expectation um, because nothing starts right on time, like in Western culture. One of my uh, high school teachers here actually she had this saying and she was she would be like early is on time on time is late and late means find a new job and Mm -hmm. that became so ingrained in me that you know i am always early to my meetings and i'm i feel like i'm always very very punctual about everything that i go about in my life here but um that's certainly not the case when it comes to brown events and, you know, dinner is never served till like 9-ish p.m. Um, and that's just how it goes. We like to start late and end late. Yep. Agreed. IST for me is such a big problem because I am very, very punctual. I like things to be done at a certain time. I push it sometimes where it comes to if things are pushable, but... I'm very, I, if someone tells me that I have to be somewhere at 10 o'clock, I will be there at 10 o'clock on the dot, if not early. In fact, I will most likely be early. I am that person. Oh, girl, I remember that from Fana. <laughs> I know. I would always go so early. I like practice would be at like 11, like 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, yeah. And I would be there at about nine. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you did it. Yeah, I just, I needed to, if I have severe time anxiety, I know I do. Um, And it's because 
if I'm not late, if I'm if I'm late even a minute or two, I feel bad or I feel anxious. Um, I'm constantly worrying everyone. I, I it's probably one of my worst qualities <laughs> where it's like we have to be there on time guys we cannot dilly dally it's already 9 30 and then i plan way ahead is like um oh at this time you're gonna have a problem with uh, getting your shoes on or something and we're gonna get delayed so let's just go fast <laughs> let's go a little earlier yeah. let's go 15 minutes earlier uh, i know isc <laughs> just does not exist for me um indian events i don't know how people do it um i I don't know. I th- I think IST was just not made for me. And it's because if I see a time at 8.30, you best believe I will be there at 8 o'clock waiting for the doors to open. <laughs> I don't care who is there. <laughs> I'm going to be early to my own wedding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, your wedding I can understand. But <laughs> no, I-, I mean, I feel you. Like for me, like I said, I... I do try to be punctual to most things, but if they're brown events, I just, I know that I should go late. Like there's, it's serving no purpose for me to be there early when nobody's going to be there, not even the hosts, but you're a good girl, Rajvi. I'm learning from you. Thank you. Speaking of good girl, the next one is a little risque. No, well, it's not risque, but it could be, depending on your response. No PDA in public. Mm-hmm. Um, and for mm. me, actually, I am all about this. And it's not because of brown, you know, institutions or anything. I just don't like PDA for me. And I feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that. Um, hand-holding, hugging, a peck on the lips or cheeks is totally fine. Anything more, I get very uneasy with. Agreed. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I can't even, I don't even like hugs. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I have a no lot. I have hugs? A, I don't like hugs. I, I've told this to everyone I know. I think the only person that has gotten me to give them a hug back is my like freshman year roommate who was so persistent about getting a hug from me and I was just like I can't I I don't know I'm just not a huggy person like (laughs) um so I guess I guess PDA is always one of those things that I just don't I, I don't know it's personally yeah if I'm around people that I don't that I again respect elders or any kind of people that I respect I will not do like I will not have that PDA any kind of PDA um actually it was weird because I had my um for my brother's graduation my uh ex came for that and he met all my aunties and uncles and stuff like that and you would see me and him on two different corners because I was just so scared (laughs) oh my gosh I don't know why I was so petrified they knew we were together but I was just like no we gotta stay in two different corners we cannot be close to each other it's just awkward I don't want (laughs) to deal with it but yeah I know it's I think it's just personal though for me um yeah my parents hold hands all the time and I get really like icky about it because I'm just like oh god stop being like so happy all the time we get it (laughs) happily married that's cool (laughs) no it's it's cute it's cute I love it it is really cute I remember the first Mm -hmm. time I saw my parents kiss it was like years ago I think I was in middle school or high school um Mm -hmm. Before that, I had really never seen them show affection to each other that way. And Mm -hmm. we were at the airport. I think my mom was catching a flight or my dad was. And then they kissed each other. And my jaw just dropped, like, to the floor. (laughs) I had never seen that. And the reason I'm here is because they showed affection to each other. But, hey, that's a whole different thing. Um, (laughs) But... It is so weird seeing my parents or people of my parents' age showing that. I mean, that's PDA. They, we were at the airport, and it was 
a simple kiss, not a big deal at all, but I don't know why it just mm-hmm. kind of jerked me and made me think. So yeah, maybe it is the South Asian culture that has uh, subconsciously laid this sort of a foundation in me. And what it's kind of funny too, mm-hmm. because India is the birthplace of Kama Sutra. So you would think that people are very open with these <laughs> kinds of things, but it's actually quite the opposite. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, people are pretty conservative about this, I think. Yeah, very conservative. And I think I think that's kind of, kind of sweet in its own way. Um, not my style, personally, but um, I, I just being conservative is another thing it's it's more of like you're you're doing that to be modest Mm -hmm. to protect your innocence and all those things but um i don't know if it's i don't know how much rooted in culture it is if you think about it it's basically just because we don't want to feel uncomfortable around people like that's my thought process on it which is like we don't want someone else to feel uncomfortable and we don't want to feel uncomfortable so we try to shy away from it and be conservative but then it became this whole thing about being modest and being um like quiet about it and listen it's it's it is what it is you're if you're you know yeah i i don't know i don't know how to explain it but it's it's not always gonna be like I'm not going to be able to hide it all the time. Like, I want to be able to hold my hand with my husband or my boyfriend or something like that in front of my parents and not feel awkward about it or in front of my aunties and uncles and not feel awkward about it. Obviously, there's a there's also personal preferences where I don't personally like doing that just because I feel uncomfortable yep. with it. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't. I mean, oh, yeah. show affection. Like, it, it is, you know, I, I, I'm really bad about it because I don't even hug my parents. Oh my god! I'm really bad about it. I don't know what it is. I did not I know I don't this. know what it is. I, I think we just show, yeah, I just, I'm not a, a huggy, lovey-dovey person. I like sort of cringe at any sort of, um, physical, like, touch, <laughs> like a hug or something yeah. like that. Yeah but um interesting it's just I I think it's just me personally yeah Yeah. it must be that's okay yeah (laughs) it's a personal problem (laughs) (laughs) we're working through it right now but yeah no I mean for me I am a very huggy person but kissing in public uh -uh, Mm uh-uh that's not happening um maybe like at Mm -hmm. a bar club or something like that but it's just not something I feel comfortable with but all um respect to people that do that um you know i don't have a problem with it being overly affectionate though and like making out or anything more than that i just think that should be a private matter um it's it's a very special thing you want to be able to enjoy that with your partner or partners whatever way you flow um yeah in (laughs) in a more personal setting um okay yeah but I guess it's also to each their own. Like, if that's what yeah. they want, then that's what they want. You know, we can't. Yeah, I mean, it is 2021, so. Exactly. Um. Okay. Two more. Number seven is, and this one I actually didn't know until coming across it in an article uh, this morning. But using your left hand while mm-hmm. eating, drinking, or passing food is considered a no-no. Did you know about this? I think, like, sort of. Um, And it's because, um, so (laughs) the reason, this is the reasoning behind it, or this is what I was told, was because, oh, this is so gross. So you're, when you. I know exactly um, where you're going. Do your little (laughs) (laughs) doo-doo. When you do your little doo-doo. I don't know why I described it like that. When you take a dump is what she means. Oh, God. Yeah. When you shit. <laughs> Let's be adults. Um, you use your left hand to wipe. <laughs> like, just... Right? I don't know. Are you just... <laughs> this is going to be really TMI, but I don't. 
transcend the entire Desi <laughs> culture. <laughs> Tell the entire world. <laughs> I really hope my family doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> but, like, okay, but essentially you're supposed to, right? Like, your left hand is supposed to do all the other, like, the stuff. Which is which is not okay. This is so stupid if you think about it, because there are people that are left-handed. I know people that were forced to be right-handed when they were left-handed, just because it was inauspicious to be left-handed. Mm-hmm. But that's dumb because left-handed people are just as great, if not more creative, because that's what I heard. Oh yeah. So. The left hand, right hand thing, I mean, I don't know that it makes a huge difference to me because I am pretty sanitary, but um, sorry to anyone that now knows I do not use <laughs> my left hand for certain things. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, moving on. Last and final is... Probably my favorite, the one I hold with the highest regard, and it is eating together as a family or household unit. Um, this is the thing that I adored most about what my mom raised us with. Uh, like, we had to eat dinner together as a family. There was no question about it. And whatever was being served is what we would, you know, get. I go to a lot of um, people's homes here that weren't brought up with those customs. And I noticed, first of all, they eat at entirely different times in the day. And then, um, and you know, people are working and have different things going on. That's totally fine. But I feel like dinner or just mm -hmm. one meal should be shared together. It just makes for a really special time. Um, so when you're eating at different times, then you're losing that opportunity to reconnect, share about your day, and just um, have that sense of family. Um, but also it's a fun opportunity to cook together and just connect. So that's something that, you know, even though I don't live at home anymore, I still do with uh, my roommate. We always eat together, even if, um, her mood is on eating something else although now we even cook together and eat the same things so it gives me that sense of home which I love oh that's so nice I I know when I started um when I moved back home or let me rewind when I was in high school um we used to eat together all every night it would be standard all of us sat together we'd just gossip majority of the time it would end in argument <laughs> but over fun stuff not like severe arguments but it would be like a, you know a nice chat about what's going on in the day and then i'd say something dumb and then we just start arguing it was just a, it was a nice it was, it was nice it was that's how we you know um did family time um i've actually seen this a lot in not just indian culture but a lot of I mean, not just South Asian culture, but not uh, like a lot of families. I see it in, um, I know my friends in high school, um, they sat and ate with their parents. They um, talked. I think dinner is just a universal family gathering time. And, but for us, it, I, for me, it personally dissipated after moving to college because um, as we grow older, our tastes change. And I, I didn't really particularly, I, I didn't, always like Indian food so um I did start really liking it after going to college but you know I'd always be craving something different me and my brother then started driving so we went and got food for ourselves whenever we could um and I really started noticing after COVID that we didn't eat together that often and that was a little sad so um Every opportunity my brother gets back home or every opportunity I'm here um, um, and we all sit together, it's it's always fun. And it's so rare now that it it's sort of very comforting when it does happen 
Um, I I hope it still continues happening, yeah. but it depends on when my brother ends up coming back home again. <laughs> and also, like, our schedule is so messed up right now um, with my parents that I don't really get to sit with them, eat, um, or I'm always running somewhere and doing something, so, which sucks, but... You know, I think that's a resolution I really need to start sticking to is eating with my parents and making sure I spend more quality time with them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're so good about cooking at home. I definitely didn't do that as much when I was living with my parents. So um, you're showing it in different ways. And you guys still have a lot of family time together. And that's great. I think it, it's not, it doesn't have to be dinner together but make sure you make time every day for the people that you live with whether it's family or friends or roommate um it's about um enjoying that quality time together so that's a very very important and special thing and something i will certainly be carrying on to my future family Yes, all the little vishakas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not that type of person that's going to do like a vishaka junior type of naming situation. I know. <laughs> I don't even love my name, so. <laughs> but sure, we'll, we'll go with vishaka. Aw. Babies. <laughs> little vishaka. <laughs> little vishakas. All right. Well, that is it for today. Um, we hope you guys enjoy that conversation about our Desi values and pie deals in an increasingly westernized world and how we plan to hold on to them for those that we do want to carry forward. So let us know what you thought about this conversation and uh, we hope you're liking our show so far. We certainly are. Loving it. You... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um, if you haven't followed us already, go ahead and search us on Instagram at Brownie Bites Show. You can also reach out to us via email at browniebitesshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback for us or thoughts and suggestions about future topics. Anything is fair game. And if you're really enjoying our content, we'd love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember, life is like a plate of brownies. You can't appreciate the sweetness without tasting the slightly burnt edges. So come take a bite with us. See you next time. Bye.